0: Let's bring in Carly Garner, the senior commodity strategist and broker at Carly Trading. Carly, welcome. It's always good to have you here with us, and uh, thanks for starting a week with us. I wanted to first start off how well Omicron concerns are still weighing on the energy markets, it seems like.
1: Absolutely. And actually, I'm glad that you brought that up. I want to mention the last time I was on the show, I made a comment about uh, the the days of the markets moving on coronavirus news are behind us. And wow, that did not age well, like immediately after things changed. So uh, sometimes you're wrong in that time. I was definitely wrong. That said, I think uh, the nice thing about the energies is I think we've wiped out speculators almost on both sides of the market. And so from here, I think we can focus a little more on fundamentals as opposed to momentum and chasing prices and that sort of thing. So I'm hoping that we get a little bit of consolidation here. Uh, In oil, my magic number is 72. If we close above 72, it puts the bulls back in control. And I think that we do get some FOMO trading uh, pushing us into the high 70s, low 80s. If it continues to hold below 72, though, I think we could possibly creep a little lower. So we're right on the cusp of make or break.
0: So 72, a key level for us to watch. Uh, we've got the 50-day moving average here. We're currently holding below at 71.23, down by about a percent nothing major, similar to what we just pointed out in terms of the indices as far as the overnight, just kind of a quiet beginning to the week. Um, you know, it does seem like we're in a little bit of a holding pattern. We've got uh, scientists, we've got health uh officials which are telling us well it sounds like uh, the amount of mutations associated with this variant ultimately means that it may not be as severe and even some of the numbers that we're getting back are showing that but recently the EIA commented on how well this could impact jet fuels and uh certainly again the variant uh, unexpected and un you know predictable in many ways as you pointed out we didn't see this coming carly But it certainly is a front and center at this point and seems to be a major concern still.
1: Uh, Sure, absolutely. Uh, Another thing that we're looking at is uh, the U.S. dollar in in conjunction with crude oil prices. It is somewhat of an unpopular opinion, but I think the dollar is probably putting in some sort of a high. Over the last several years, five, six years, we've seen a, a strong tendency for the currency markets to reverse around this time of year. We've, we generally have a Fed meeting to close out the year, and we, uh, are, we are coming up against the December futures expiration. And something between those two events generally shifts things the other way. So, we, we think that that's something to look for in the next couple of weeks, and that will impact commodity prices, especially crude.
0: Uh, Certainly supportive of, oftentimes, when we see the dollar weakening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about some of the volatility that we've seen. Seems to, again, as we come into the holidays, slowed some. We're going to be focused on that a little bit later on in the show. But what do you expect? You mentioned in terms of levels, 72, a key level. What do you expect to see in terms of volatility as we head into the holidays? Oftentimes, kind of like what we saw in terms of uh, Thanksgiving, it's unpredictable at times as far as uh, what to expect.
1: Right. This time of year is really tricky. The volume slows down. People are doing other things. They're enjoying the time uh, with their family, hopefully. And so you tend to get one of two things. You either get really quiet dead markets or you get the opposite. And over Thanksgiving in in oil, we saw obviously the opposite. Uh, Again, I think that we've probably cleared out a lot of the speculators. A lot of times when you see really big sudden moves like that, What happens is a lot of specs kind of pull to the sidelines, lick their wounds, uh, wait to see what happens. And so I think that's probably what we're going to see in oil. With that said, I think the volatility actually declines from here over the next couple of weeks.
0: Um, It looks like we're getting some comments from OPEC across the wire. I know this was expected today, their uh, monthly report, I think it is. Uh, Did you see any of that yet, Carly? I know that, uh, well, it seems like it just came out. But basically, it looked like OPEC said that, uh, well, it seems like they're going to uh, raise their world demand forecast?
1: I didn't see those comments, right. but it feels to me that uh, we're getting a little bit of uh, Jedi mind tricks from both sides. Like the uh, On one side of the coin, we've got uh, countries tapping into the SPR, which is more of a symbolic gesture as opposed to something that changes things fundamentally. And then on the other side, we have OPEC towing the line. So uh, hopefully, between those two forces, we get a little bit of stability here so that uh, the market can just go through the price discovery um, method. And like I said, 72 is really going to be key. Honestly, we could see uh, $80 oil or $50 oil, depending on what we do with this. I think those types of bigger moves will happen in early 2022, but we'll see how things go.
0: Okay. Somewhat pivotal. And I think this is actually just Mm -hmm. coming across the wire right now, 72 being somewhat pivotal. OPEC said again, that they're going to Well, it looks like they raised their world oil demand forecast for the first quarter of 2022. They left their full year forecast alone. They said uh, basically some of the recovery previously expected in the fourth quarter of 2021 has been shifted to the first quarter of 2022, followed by a more steady recovery throughout the second half of 2022. Let's talk about. Uh, gold. Because again, you mentioned, uh, well, the dollar. And if that starts to weaken a little bit, like you said, we could see gold firming some. It's been kind of held uh, below that 1,800, 1,900 key psychological levels. But certainly with the inflation reports that we've been seeing, there are some bullish factors and some uh, bullish uh, tailwinds behind uh, what could be or what traders have been looking for for a while in terms of the bulls and that bid to resume and come back into play.
1: I'm glad that you brought that up. I've I feel like a couple things to mention, the relationship between the U.S. dollar and most commodities Mm -hmm. have been off of off kilter lately. For example, uh, the dollar and crude oil and the grains have been positively correlated. Normally, they're negatively correlated. But when it comes to gold and silver, the negative correlation is still there. So I do think that uh, if if the dollar tops out, it's really going to be extremely supportive, maybe even. extremely bullish for gold and silver. Also, sentiment readings are really, really low on the metals. You know, we've had a year where literally everything that uh, fundamentally every fundamental story probably should have been bol- at least supportive for gold and silver. They just haven't been able to get off the mat. So it feels to me like their uh, speculators are throwing in the towel. They're, their sentiment is really low. Um, generally, when you see that sort of thing, it's it's a precursor to something uh, moving the other way. Also gold and silver are among the worst performers of this year. And usually the dogs of one year tend to be the the stars of the next year. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but that's generally how commodities work. Uh, so I, I think gold and silver might have a pretty good year. That said, we can't rule out one more flush to the downside. That's just tends to be how these markets are. They tend to, they're really uh, sadistic. They, They blow all the bulls out and then they make their move. Uh, and everybody spends the rest of, you know, the, the next couple of weeks chasing prices higher. And so I think we could get something like that. So you want to be real careful uh, being early, make sure you're hedged. But I think the upside is probably the path of least resistance. All
0: right. So it sounds like don't get lulled into a false sense of complacency here either. We're watching or looking at gold right now and it's sideways. And I like what you said in terms of the dogs of today. And uh, I always say, well, the non-trenders of today are the trenders of tomorrow here. I just wanted to pull in the dollar on the left now. It's been rallying again as Carly mentioned, maybe topping out. Uh, if so, if it starts to roll over, certainly we'd see or expect to see gold start to regain its composure and firm up some. It's been holding below some key levels here. And again, a couple lower highs, it looks like here. Uh, Carly, last but not least, you mentioned silver and uh Uh, that has been a little bit weak and ties to some of those concerns for demand, the industrial side of things, ultimately kind of getting back to where we started off this conversation with some of the corona uh, concerns. But uh, this is the one sort of weak link in the chain, it seems like. I'm wondering if uh, we should be considering this a canary in the coal mine or how you're viewing uh, some of the selling we've seen recently. It's held above key support, but it has weakened some.
1: You're right. I mean, uh, we see copper at relatively high, relatively high prices, yet silver just can't get yeah. get off the mat. Uh, one thing that I can say is probably the worst thing that has happened to silver in recent years is the, uh, the internet short squeeze that happened last February. It got everybody excited about the upside and then uh, suckered everybody in, and then it didn't crash, but it, it it hurts the people on that were playing the wrong side of the market on the upside. So with that said, I think that we really are just um, to a situation where we've probably the last seller is probably um, hitting the sell button and we're probably getting pretty close to a low. That said, I mean, silver's again, one of those markets that's um, picking a bottom is really tough. So I think somewhere between about 20 to 21 is really heavy support. If you do happen to see prices in there, that's a place to maybe consider getting bullish or maybe even aggressively bullish.
0: I like that. Uh, We're looking at the chart here right now. We talk about the lower extreme. Oftentimes, again, if we do find support here, uh, this is the opportunity to kind of take advantage of uh, cheaper prices. If you think that we will see, again, uh, 26, 27 at some point back above the 50-day moving average. We talk about these areas of consolidation and how, if that holds, yes, uh, we will be looking at that level. Uh, closely, Carly. And thanks for joining us this morning. We'll also keep an eye on the levels in crude you mentioned, and uh, certainly 72 does seem p- to be pivotal right now. Uh, and also, uh, Carly, always a pleasure to have you starting your week with us and uh, talking commodities. Carly Garner is the Senior Commodity Strategist and Broker at Carly Trading.